Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1906. We continue to celebrate the Ironstone Concord Elegance that takes place this coming weekend, September 24th and 25th, at the beautiful Ironstone Vineyard in Murphy's, California. To learn more and to get your tickets, go to ironstoneconcord.org. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah. Today I'm in beautiful Stockton, California, with a very special guest by the name of Dick McClure. Dick, welcome to Cars Yeah. Do you have any gear, and are you ready to release the clutch? Hey, let's rock on, Mark. I'm ready. All right, we're going to have some fun today. I know it. Now, before I give you a proper introduction and we dive into your involvement with uh, the beautiful Ironstone Concours and all the other fun things that you do, What's one little thing that most people may not know about you, Dick? Well, you know, one of the things that that I did and one of the things that I actually studied in college was communication arts. I don't know how I ended up in that major, but I did. I learned how to do public speaking. I learned how to do disc jockeying on our our FM college radio station and doing rock and roll gigs from like 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. I tell you what, I I had one issue that uh, I'll remember for the rest of my life when a a dirty word came out of my mouth. Uh And if you want to know how many people are listening at 2.30 (laughs) a.m. to your rock and roll show, yeah, yeah. Come off the wall with something crazy and the phone lines light up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no doubt. That's funny. That's funny. Well, uh, I know you're quite a character and we're going to have some fun today. So allow me to give you a proper introduction and we're going to dive into this uh, world of cars that you live in. Dick McClure is on the advisory board of the Quail Motorsport Gathering, a wonderful event, and on the board of directors for the Ironstone Concord, which we'll be talking about today. He was the co-founder, along with Martin Swig, of the wonderful California Melee and participated in many of their rallies, and he hosts his own tours, the Spring Colors Motoring Tour and the Fall Colors Motoring Tour as well. He is a longtime auto restoration expert and created the Art Car Program at the University of Pacific. He owns a 1955 MG Special, along with many other cars that raced at the Pebble Beach events back in the day, and it's a car he recently restored. No doubt you've seen Dick on Wayne Carini's Chasing Classic Car TV show, as he and Wayne are good buddies and often attend rallies and tours together driving cars. We'll be back in just a minute, but first a word from our valued sponsors, so give them a listen, and we'll be right back. Are you heading out on the highway for a road trip? I can't wait to hit the road. Covercraft makes quality protection for the inside of your vehicles while you're traveling. Their plush custom fit mats or Berber mats turn any ride into something special and are easy to remove and clean after days on the road. Covercraft floor mats are the ultimate protection from moisture, dirt, mud, snow, and slush. Just about anything you can throw at them. Don't forget your vehicle's trunk area too. Their Carhartt custom cargo liners not only look great, but they keep your rear cargo areas and seats protected from the sun and those accidental spills. Custom fit truck liners for sedans, coupes, and SUVs are perfect to protect the factory carpet from all those things that can stain and damage the floors. All your options are quality made 
easy to clean, secure to the floor, and look oh so good. Check out Covercraft.com for a wide variety of styles, colors, and options for a custom fit. And I've got a special offer for you. If you use the code YEAH21, that's Y-E-A-H-2-1, at Covercraft.com, they'll give you 10% off your Covercraft order. That's right, 10% off. Simply use the code YEAH21 at checkout. Covercraft, protecting the things that move you. Last year, I changed my collector car coverage to American Collectors Insurance. That's who now protects my Porsche Turbo, the one I call my Orange Crush. But did you know they also insure your valuable collections of automobilia and other collectibles? If you're like me, you've invested in a lot of cool collectibles over the years. Those items are valuable. And if you were to lose them in a theft or a fire, well, try to get your normal homeowner's insurance to pay you what they're worth. Good luck with that. American Collectors Insurance provides you with assurance and confidence that your collectibles are fully covered. They insure a lot of items, including automobilia, wine, baseball cards, books, figurines, die-cast models, model trains, glassware, sports memorabilia, toys, and a whole lot more. American Collectors Insurance, they've been protecting us enthusiasts since 1976. They provide you with an agreed value insurance policy backed by a long history of taking care of their clients. Give them a call today for your personal agreed value quote at 866-ACI-YEAH. That's 866-224-9324. Tell them you're a friend of mine, Mark Rains here at Cars Yeah. American Collectors Insurance. Classic car insurance designed by collectors for collectors. Automotive enthusiasts just like you and me. That's American Collectors Insurance. All right, Dick, we're back. So let's dive a little deeper into your life around cars. Before we start talking about Ironstone, I'd love for you to talk about this uh, fascination, this passion you've had for cars, because it goes way, way back. I understand uh, with a little MG. Uh, so take us through a little uh, journey through your past life, and then we'll drive that car right into today's world with the Ironstone event. Well, I tell you what. Mark, I don't know if I was lucky or cursed to have a next-door neighbor when I was a kid back in the mid to late 1960s who owned a 1953 MGTD. And the said neighbor would drive the car around the neighborhood with my sisters and I giving us hot lap rides around the block (laughs) and stuff. And that was the spark that ignited my passion in cars. Wonderful. Nobody else in my family had had any passion about cars, but somehow I did. And as a kid, I I worked a lot. I had a newspaper delivery route, and I would sell hot dogs and sodas at the local football and baseball games and stuff. So I saved up a fair amount of money. And when I was 15 and a half years old... And I had gotten my driver's permit here in the state of California. I saw the MG in the next door neighbor's garage, and it was on four flat tires, and it hadn't been driven in a while. So I told my dad, I said, hey, Pop, I got 500 bucks, and I'm going to go next door, and I'm going to try and buy the MG. Cool. And he goes, yeah, okay. Sounds like a fair idea. So I went over, and I knocked on the door, told the neighbor, I was there to buy the MG because they weren't driving it. And I had just gotten my, my driver's license permit and I wanted to be the coolest dude on, on our high school campus. And the neighbor said, well, that car is worth a lot of money. 
I said, I know it's worth a lot of money, and I got $500. I've gotten a lot of money. To offer yeah. You. Yeah. yeah, that was a lot of money in 1971 or two, whatever it was. For little Richard, for sure. <laughs> and, and I got that goofy look on my face from the neighbor saying, nah, man, it's worth twice that. Mm. Oh, my God, I went home with my tail between my legs. And my dad came home that night, and he said, how, how'd, the, uh, how, how'd the, the card go for you? Did, did you get it for 500 bucks? I said, no, they want 1000 yeah. And he looks at me, and he goes, huh, son, you got to learn the art of negotiation. <laughs> so what I'm going to do is I'll loan you 250 bucks. You go back over to the house, bang on the door, and tell the neighbor that, look, you got 750 and you'll do anything else to make up that other 250 bucks, like rake the lawn, clean the gutters, wash the windows, whatever it takes, and see if you can't make a deal. Nice. And I said, I'll try it. Yeah. And I did that. And the neighbor looked at me and he goes, Dickie, you really want this car, don't you? <laughs> I said, yeah, yep. I do. Yeah. He says, okay, I'll take the 750 but don't worry about washing the windows. I think that car is going to go to a good owner. <laughs> oh, what a, you know, what a wonderful lesson your dad taught you there, of course. And uh, there, there you go, you know, and the neighbor got a few more bucks out of you. He figured this kid wants his car. He'll figure out how to scrape up a few more dollars, perhaps. But, uh, you know, it's a great story, and it's how so many people's lives start. My dad had a, a TC, 49 TC when I was quite young. And then much later in life, he had a 53 TD uh, that was red. So uh, yeah, those cars have been part of my life as well. Well, let's kind of fast forward here because your car life has advanced much further since the, that day uh, by far. You've got a lot of cool cars, which we're going to talk about. But one of the things I want to really focus on today is this Ironstone Concord. Now, you've been involved with Concord rallies, tours in so many ways, but tell me more about why the Ironstone is special for you because I I sure love this event. Well, I had been attending the Ironstone Concours for a number of years, and it's a regional event. And the reason why I love that event is because it's so inclusive. Um, I mean, there's something for everybody at that event. And yeah, it's pre-war cars, it's Model A's, it's Packards, it's American iron, hot rods, dragsters, European type sports cars, vintage trailers, <laughs> vintage travel trailers. And when they line them up on the lawn, it's like an open house. I mean, you can tour through these things yeah. and the people who have those have got a great passion for them. And they display things that are period correct, like old radios and life magazines and, and stuff like that. It's, it's, it's just cool. And everybody there has a great attitude about what they're presenting. Yeah, I love the atmosphere because it's so open and the grounds are beautiful. They're sprawling. Everybody's kind of spread out. But yeah, as uh, I had Wayne on the show yesterday, Wayne Craig, and uh, he was talking about the trailer folks call themselves trailer trash. And they show up a couple of days before the event. They literally set up their camp and they, they live there over the weekend. Uh, and yeah, it's nice that people can go and tour those. Now, the event starts with a, a vintage road rally, which I'm assuming you're a part of. Do you participate in that? Yeah, I'll have two cars in that event, and that's Friday. 
Um, we do about 100 miles, and believe me, where the Ironstone Winery and the grounds are up in Murphy's, California, you could go north, south, east, or west and find absolutely wonderful, beautiful driving roads. It's up off of Highway 49 in the California Gold Country. The historic town of Murphy's is a destination to see no matter what. It is so cool. That's where Mark Twain and and uh, Black Bart, you know, all hung out back in the 1800s. Yeah. But the roads up there are just absolutely beautiful, and we get to enjoy them. Yeah, they're so fun. The last event I attended before we uh, got locked down here with this nasty COVID deal, I got to be a passenger in a 1917 old race car, keep the fuel pressure pumped. That was my my job. Uh, without and, and During the whole time, I thought, what am I doing in this car? I think I'm going to die. Uh, but it was certainly fun. And then I got a ride back from that wonderful uh, luncheon that they put on with a guy who wanted to get back early in, uh, I believe he was in a, an Oscar, if I'm not mistaken, but oh my gosh. Yeah. It, we took off and I'd never met this man and he was driving so fast. I'm thinking, what am I doing in this car with this guy? And I said, how long have you had this car? And he goes, oh, about 45 years. <laughs> I went, okay, <laughs> you, you know what you're doing. I feel better now. So yeah. Now there's also a great, what they call cars and stars evening gala event, which is really fun. An evening dinner, they have an auction and, and uh, they auction off things for charity, right? Yes, we do. And this year we have about 300 attendees. Yeah, I understand it's been limited to 300 because of COVID, of course, spread out more. In the past, it's been up to 600 people. Last time I was there, it was over 600, I believe. So uh, that'll be fun, uh, but it'll be safe for people to uh, participate in and enjoy. There's also speaker forums this year, I understand. Well, that's been something that we've been developing over the past couple of years. The speaker forum is something informational, and we pick different people and different subjects and different experts within their field. And it's just something that is evolving. We're going to try and improve it every year, uh, but it's a good deal. Really fun. And the other great thing that was a blast last time I was there was the lake had a bunch of amphicars, and you could take get rides now because of covid they can't do this year but they're going to be having displays and there's nothing like watching a car drive up to a lake and just drive right in you know when those were built back in what the the late 50s early 60s people thought they were nuts right but those have turned out to be some of the most popular attractions of our event they're so much fun and they're so interesting to watch puddle around piddle around whatever they do i think they're they're just hilarious and of course the concord let's talk a little bit about that well we'll have different classes i believe there's about 30 different classes and we'll be giving out awards that the judging isn't as quote-unquote technical as someplace like pebble beach uh but we we do judge the cars uh, we do give out some very nice awards, and uh, it, it's it's an honor for us to present those awards to those car owners just for, for being there and bringing out some really beautiful machinery. I love the eclectic nature of Ironstone because it's not only a very relaxed atmosphere, but there's so many cool cars. But there's a car that you're sitting in on your show notes page on my website where your show can be found. I'd love for you to share a little story. Now, we talked about this in our pre-show chat, but I love it gives you listeners a sense of what my guest today's mentality is around cars. That's a little uh, Alfa Romeo, I believe, right? Can you tell a little story around that car? 
Well, it's, it's a 1961 Alfa Romeo Giulia Pininfarina bodied spider. It was a car that sometime during its history got ridden hard and put away wet. The previous owner had started a restoration on the car many years ago, but it turned out to be a little bit beyond that person's capabilities. It was a rust bucket. It had rust in the floor pans, the trunk floor, the rocker areas. It had lost several of its key parts, like its seats, its windshield, its bumpers and trim and stuff. And by the time I had the opportunity to buy it, it was pretty much a a rolling shell with an engine, transmission, driveline, rear axle wheels and stuff, but it was missing basically everything else. Nobody else really wanted the car because I think their mentality was trying to make the car original again would be a monumental task. Mm. But I looked at it and said, why can't we have some fun with this car? Not worry so much about originality, but make it a solid car, make it a great driver, and kind of model it after one of my favorite all-time cars, which is an early 50s Ferrari Barchetta. Oh, yeah. And those Barchettas were touring-bodied cars, and they were pretty basic. It was a beautiful body shell with kind of a cut-down windshield, no side windows in the doors, no exterior trim, no top, just real basic, but wonderful driving cars and absolutely beautiful. And that was the kind of model and the inspiration that I used during the restoration of that car. And uh, it came out very well. We drove it on the Quail Rally, which is during Monterey Car Week on Tuesday and Wednesday. And it did very well on that event. And then it was on the lawn at the Quail Motorsports Gathering on the Friday of Monterey Car Week. And, uh, you know, People liked it. It, 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 it. They got it that, you know, I have shown the before pictures and then they'd look at the after product and they say, God darn it. That's a good job, man. Thanks for having the car here. <laughs> yeah, you saved it. Well, what I love about your inspiration with this car is instead of taking it back to original, because it's not a Ferrari Barchetta or something that has massive value, you brought it back into the spirit of that era and that car. And I think that's why everybody fell in love with it. Well, I restored these cars for myself, not being selfish or anything, but (laughs) isn't isn't this passion of what we all do is to put a smile on your face? Yes, absolutely. And drive No matter what it is. Yeah, and you do that, which is great. I love it. Well, you know, speaking of driving, I like to ask my guests about what I call a driving inspiration, a mentor in your life. Now, I understand you had a friendship with the late Martin Swig and, of course, the California Melee uh, and your involvement in that wonderful event. Can you talk a little bit about Martin as a mentor for you? Uh, Why he was your mentor? What was so special about him? You know, how I met Martin Swig was uh, serendipitous for me personally. Mm -hmm. And it was back in 1991 or 1992. And I was restoring a car at a, at a, shop over in Berkeley, California, and he was too. And on Saturdays, the owner of the shop let everybody come over and we'd screw around with our cars a little bit. And and then we'd all gather up and go out to lunch together. Well, this one day I'm sitting with Martin Swig and I had just met him and he is such or was such just a, a 
personable guy. He started asking all about me and what my my connection was, what my passion was, and what I did with my cars and stuff. And he said, hey, would you have an interest in doing a vintage sports car rally? Mm. And, you know, it was kind of like 1991, 92. I really, really hadn't gone in that direction or knew much about it. And so he explained about this new event that he was starting, just starting out. He called it the California Melee, and it was based on the Mille Miglia, the Italian event that had been run for all the years and stuff. And I said, sure, I, I think I might be interested in doing that. And he goes, now, look, it's a four-day event. We're doing a 1,000 miles. You have a car that can do that type of event. Yeah. <laughs> and I said, he goes, and it has to be a pre-1958 car. And I said, oh, hey, I got an MGTD that I've had since I was in high school. And he looks at me and he just deadpans and he says, too effing slow. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like him. <laughs> <laughs> I said, oh, well, i tell you what, I've got a, a 52 Jaguar XK120 fixed head coupe. And he goes, now we're talking. perfect car. Yeah. Bring it. Yeah. And I said, okay. He says, now look at this event's going to be this and that. And you, you know, you're going to feed you. We're going to house you. It's, it's a first class event, but it's a little bit pricey. Now, can you afford $3,000? And I went, for an entry fee? I said, whoa, you know, I kind of was taken aback a little bit. And he goes, ah, no, here's what you do. You find a co-driver who's just like you and you get along with him and then you split it. Now it's only 1500 bucks a piece. He sounds like that wheeler dealer your dad taught to get that little MG. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, make, make a deal. Yeah. <laughs> the art a, of the deal. Yeah, yeah, I love it. And, and that worked out. And I started doing those events with Martin, he took me under his wing and he encouraged, encouraged me to do stuff. And his philosophy was, you know, I was, I was probably in my early to mid thirties. And he said, you know, we need younger people in this fraternity to carry on the passion. He goes, Hey, look, I'm an older guy. I'm not going to be around forever. So we need guys like you. Yeah. And he encouraged me. Nice. He was such a great guy and his son on the show and uh, what he started and what's still going on uh, today is absolutely Wonderful. And that no doubt inspired you to do your two tours, the Spring Colors Motoring Tour and the Fall Colors Motoring Tour, correct? That is correct. And he encouraged me to do those events. Nice. Nice. Nothing better. Yeah, they're they're a little bit lower key. You know, the California Melee probably has 75 to 80 cars in it, and it's a big world-class calendared event. I felt that a smaller event like 25 to 30 cars with 50 to 60 people was really the right amount of people to do an event so it doesn't kind of splinter off and have different cliques of people like the Ferrari guys and the you know British car guys or whatever. But uh, it works out every year and we do our events. The spring event is the third weekend of May every year and the fall event is the third weekend of October. There we go. Now, when we come back from a little break here for our sponsors, I'm going to talk about a big challenge, so keep that thought in mind. Keep the seatbelts on, and we'll be right back. What began as a charitable car show has grown into the world's greatest collector car auctions, raising over $133 million for charitable organizations to date. For nearly 50 years, automotive enthusiasts from all over the world have enjoyed the Barrett-Jackson Collector Car Auctions, and I'm a huge fan. Regarded as the barometer of the collector car industry, their auctions are world-class lifestyle events. 
where thousands of the world's most sought-after unique and valuable automobiles cross the block in front of a global audience, in person, on TV, or streamed online. Barrett-Jackson produces the world's greatest collector car auctions in Scottsdale, Arizona, Palm Beach, Florida, Las Vegas, Nevada, and new for 2021, Houston, Texas. The excitement of Barrett-Jackson auctions is contagious, and a unique experience is not to be missed. Barrett-Jackson, the world's greatest collector car auctions. Linkage. It's a new quarterly publication and website that covers the automotive market, driving, restoring, collecting, and discovering your passion for motor vehicles. Linkage is about experiences, opinions, and values. Linkage is an actual, informed, reasoned opinion based on first-hand experiences. A talented Linkage team covers the automotive world, the people who share your passion and mine, smart, considered, rational, and experienced opinions, ones you can learn from and grow. That includes our passion that drives auctions and the collector car market. So come with me and join us on this journey. And be sure to use the code CARSYEAH when you subscribe, and they'll give you $10 off. Boom! Linkage, geared for the automotive life. Subscribe today at LinkageMag.com. Let's talk about a big obstacle, big challenge, big failure. This could be something around cars, could be around life, could be around business. Doesn't really matter. The whole focus of this question is more about the lesson it taught you. So those listening who are going through a similar thing might see a nice light at the end of the tunnel that's not a train. <laughs> Take us on a little bit of a, it's an adventure, which is kind of a scary thing to ask a guy like you, Dick. So take it away. Okay. So probably back in the 1990s, I was on a roll restoring cars and i had discovered ferraris mm. and my first one was a, a 1973 65 gt2 plus two and um i restored it. it it was a great car god the sound of those v12 engines is just so intoxicating but my first love with ferrari believe it or not was a 70s car which would have been a 308 gt4 Oh, the yeah. Bertone bodied wedge car. And it was kind of the orphan of the Ferrari genre, so to speak. You know, some people loved them, some people hated them. But I found one that was cheap. It was just a few thousand dollars. Now, the only problem with that was the car had been stolen. Oh, it had been okay. smashed up a, a wee bit. And then it had been dumped in a river. <laughs> okay. Well, that last sentence yeah. there really changed things, didn't it? <laughs> Well, I, and at that point in time, I had, you know, large huevos and I thought, yeah, I want that challenge. I'm going to, I'm going to bring this sucker back to life. Yeah. Well, that car, that car beat me. Yeah. Yeah. They can't, <laughs> Ferraris can do that. Can't they? It, it won. <laughs> but yeah. I had that, I had that same mindset that, you know, let's not make it original. Let's try and turn it into like a rally car, a period, a period looking rally car and stuff. And I, oh. I, I got the body work done and everything, but boy, it, it just got a little bit overwhelming to me personally and to my checkbook. And somebody else came along and, and thought they could finish it. So I sold it. <laughs> you let it go. I tell you, I met, <laughs> I met, I got to spend three days with uh, the late Adam West, who was the original classic Batman from the TV series. And, oh, yeah. Yeah. And 
when he finally made it big on that show and got his first big paycheck for the TV show, that's what he went and bought was a Ferrari Dino, a 308. And that was his dream car to have one of those. And when he was visiting me, uh, we were here. He was here for a photo shoot and we got to have breakfast and lunch and dinner. One of the nicest people you will ever meet. He would take time with everyone who recognized his voice. And I'll tell you, people young and old know who he is, probably because of his voice on Family Guy uh, for all those years, the animated series. (laughs) But he would always take a moment and ask people when they came up to him for an autograph about themselves. And it was a really cool observation because we've all met famous people. Now, you're good friends with uh, Wayne Carini. He's a similar kind of guy. I mean, he's so approachable, nicest person, uh, really a nice guy. We've all encountered not so nice celebrities or car people that really don't want to give you their time. But yeah, that 308 was special to him. He just remember him saying when we pulled that in, he just got a big smile on his face and he goes, oh man, this is some memory. So, uh, you know, those cars to me, they were the unloved child for so long. But when you really stand back and look at those, they're quite beautiful. Well, and they're actually, to me personally, a more comfortable and and better driving car than the 308 GTB that Pininfarina built. Mm, yeah. They've got a little more, they're, they're a little more room. The driving position is a little bit farther forward. It's it's a very wonderful driver's car. Very cool. Well, let's talk about a special car in your life. You mentioned it earlier. You have a car you've owned for 41 years. Is that right? The Jaguar XK120. That's, well, do you have another one you've owned for 41 years? Well, you know, I still have that MG that I bought when I was 50, 15 and a half. Well, there you go. I want to talk about the Jaguar um, because it's such a special car. Those old 120s, of course, were, were known as race winners back in the day. But there's a reason you've kept this for so long, I assume. Well, one of the reasons is, is that back in high school, I was driving the MGTD and a friend of mine owned this XK120 fixed head. And back then, you know, I mean, we were just kind of discovering places like Moss Motors, you know, for parts and things. Oh, yeah. And so if you had an old British car, you were simpatico with the other guy. And as time marched on, my friend who had the Jag got married and all of a sudden he had a, a, a child coming in the oven and, and something had to go. And it, it happened to be the Jaguar and he offered it to me and I, I bought it. And we have remained friends over the years. Um, his, his son, who was born at that time, um, has been in the car and, and driven in the car, and we've done a couple of events together. Oh, so nice. that's, that, that's the bonding that these old cars can bring to you personally. It's wonderful. What color is your Jag? It's British Racing Green. Of course it is. Yeah. <laughs> and it's got, you know, old red leather interior and stuff. And, and here's, here's a little sidebar story that, that really kind of warms my heart. In 2015 or 2016, I had the car entered to the Quail Motorsports Gathering and the Quail Rally. And I had gotten a phone call from Courtney Ferrante, who's the director of the, the Quail events. And she said, do you have a co-driver? For the rally, and I said no. And she said, "Well, I think I have a guest who who would like to ride with you." And I said, "Cool." I didn't ask who it was. I just thought, "Okay, it's part of the event. I'm part of the event. Let's do it." When I get to the event, my co-driver turns out to be Nick Mason, no the way. drummer no from way. Pink Floyd. Oh my gosh! <laughs> How fun is way. that? Yeah, way cool. So, you know, you, you you're talking about a, 
a guy who's a car guy first and a musician second. Yeah. So he's checking the, the XK120 out. And, you know, I mean, that's a kind of a little piece of the British car history. And he's looking at it. And this car is not, not a lawn queen at all. It's got old paint on it, original paint. Mm. It's crazed and cracked and worn through in a few areas. And the interior, the red leather is, you know, just patinaed. And I don't have any paint on the front hood. It's just bare aluminum. Wow. And we went out and drove for a day, and we had a great time together. And finally, the day's over, and he gets out of the car, and he walks around the car, and he looks at it, and then he looks at me, and he says, Dick, if you ever restore this car, I will personally come to California and cut certain parts of your body <laughs> off. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, that, you know, there's an honor honor saying right there. He had a nice time. And for a guy that can have whatever he wants, that's a nice accolade for sure. You struck a chord, use a bad pun with him. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's got a beat that won't quit. I'll tell you oh, that. Oh, here we go. Boom, 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 boom. Uh, yeah, boom, I'm boom. not going to get into that battle with you. I, I know I would lose. So <laughs> I'm going to stop it there. You know, I was on the lawn at Pebble early one morning years ago and looking at a beautiful GTO Ferrari. And this man walks up and he says, so how do you like it? And I said, and I didn't look at him right away because I was just staring at the car. I was with my son, who was younger at the time, obviously. And, and I said, boy, this thing is beautiful. My son, yeah, this is my favorite. We turned around and I went, oh, my gosh, it's Nick Mason. <laughs> and he was the nicest guy. And he was very kind to my son and was explaining things about the car to him. And he goes, hey, you guys might, might want to meet a friend of mine who's walking over here. And he turns around and he yells, hey, Emmo. And this guy walks up and it's Emerson Fittipaldi. And yep. my son, you know, wasn't really aware of these guys because he was quite, I think he was nine or 10 or something like that. And I'm just sitting there with my jaw open, like, oh my gosh, somebody better have a camera. <laughs> Nobody did. I'm like, take a picture. I'm with Nick Mason and Emmo. Yeah. Nice guy. Well, what a wonderful day. And uh, of course, Courtney's been a guest on the show here. Yeah. Nice thank you card to her for setting that up. Now I'm going to be your automotive psych psychologist kind of a psychoanalysis here. If you woke up tomorrow and you were manifest as a vehicle, this isn't what you want to be, Dick. It's your personality in a vehicle. What would you be, but more importantly, why? Ooh, what a question. Yeah. You know, I think I'm an MGTD. There we go. Yeah, back to the roots. Back to the roots because it's something that anchors you. It's something that will get you to from point A to point B. It might not be the fastest car in the world, but it does have a personality. It's got a panache, and it makes you and other people smile. Yeah. You know, I love that you bring a smile to my face and a warmth to my heart. I lost my dad about four and a half years ago. And as I mentioned earlier, he started me in my passion for cars with that TC he had. And then later the MGTD, which was all red, by the way, he called it the red rooster. It was red outside, <laughs> red, red interior. Uh, I've got a great pic. In fact, I'll send it to you. A great picture of him with my kids when they were little uh, giving them rides in that car. So uh, very nice thought you brought back to my mind here. Is there a great book that you've read maybe in the last year or two that you'd like to share with our listeners? A great book? Yeah. Huh. Well, I, I was just talking to a friend of mine about this because I went back and reread that this book, and it's Jimmy Buffett's book, Where Is Joe Merchant? Mm, okay. How I haven't read that. How is it? Uh, you know, 
it, it, it's a fascinating story, and it comes out of a very creative mind, obviously. Yeah. And you would never think of Jimmy Buffett putting a novel together that was so creative. And I, I mean, I'm a Jimmy Buffett music fan, but when I read this book, man, probably 20 years ago, I thought, God, he's got some great ideas. And there's a chapter in there that really is fascinating. And the name of the chapter, the title of the chapter is Want What You Have. Oh, uh, does it does it talk about what it says in those words? Because that's another thing near and dear to my heart. My whole life, many things I've always wanted that I don't, I can't acquire. Let's talk about expensive cars, right? And my mom, or you shouldn't have. <laughs> well, yeah, maybe not. But my mom used to always say, "Mark," because I'd say, "Mom, I need that." She goes, "No, you don't need it. You want it." And I remember one yeah. day saying, well, mom, I want what I need and I need what I want. And then she sent me to my room for being a smart aleck, of course. But uh, is that what that chapter's about? It really is. Yeah. Yeah. Stay within your lanes. Yeah. And be grateful for what you have. That's something we carried forward with our children when they wanted more things than they really needed, uh, was just being grateful with what you have. Uh, you certainly have had a lot of cool things happen in your life, and I know you're a grateful kind of guy. Before I let you go, I'm going to take you on what I call the ultimate tour, rally, or drive. And this is how it works. You can pick any vehicle in the world, could be one you own or any other car. It's yours for the week to drive, let's say. You can be driving with anybody in the world or somebody deceased, and you can be anywhere you want to be in this very special vehicle. What does the ultimate drive look like for you, Dick? Well, I want to relive a drive, okay? And this was probably my ultimate drive just because it was so damn much fun. <laughs> and it was about, oh God, 10 or 11 years ago, and it was a California Melee. And my modus operandi was to find a car that was eligible for that event that Martin Swig couldn't turn down, yet was a little bit edgy. Oh, okay. Do say. And I, I went through my, my Millamilia history books, and I saw that in 1957, Paul Frere drove a brand new Renault Dauphine. Oh, my gosh. My parents had one of those for about six months. It was horrible. (laughs) (laughs) It gets better. Okay. And I I thought, okay, this will be the ultimate. And I found one for $300. (laughs) Okay. I think the story gets better. And it was kind of a local car. It was over in Oakland. And I went and picked it up. And I brought it back to Stockton and I started the, the kind of quickie restoration on it because I didn't have that much time. And we kind of tested the motor and it ran and it had good good compression and stuff. I said, cool. I threw a, a, a quick paint job on it, had a little bit of rust in the floor pans, fixed everything, got it all dolled up to look really good. And of course, Martin couldn't turn it down when I entered it. Right. So it was going to the event. And Wayne Carini was going to be in California. So I said, hey come and do the California Melee with me. And he goes, what are we driving? And I said, a 1958 <laughs> Renault Dauphine. And he, he starts laughing and he goes, I'm in, I'm All in. All right, cool, cool. Oh, <laughs> so man. I finished the car, didn't have a lot of time to really test it. I mean, it, it literally came down off of the, uh, the rack and I drove it to San Francisco. And on the way from Stockton to San Francisco, which is about, I don't know, 80 or 90 miles, it was losing oil and the oil light kept flashing on. I go, what the heck is going on? And I finally figured it out when I was going uphill 
under load in, in top gear and winding it up, there's a guy behind me in a minivan and he's got his windshield wipers oh, on. Oh, no. Oh, no. You're the James Bond oil car. <laughs> uh, I'm blowing oil out the breather hose. Oh. So I get the thing to San Francisco to the starting line of the California Melee. And I tell Wayne about the issue and he goes, let's go to the store. And we walk down the street from the Fairmont Hotel to the Safeway supermarket and we buy a big plastic jar of peanuts peanuts and peanut yeah big you know all those big square plastic jars of peanuts yeah yeah and we throw the peanuts out and we poke two holes in the 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 lid of the peanut jar Uh, see where we're going we find a place in the engine bay to stick that jar and we put the rubber breather hose into the hose yeah so we figured it out, and every 50 miles, no matter what, the oil light would start flashing on the dashboard. We'd pull over to the side of the road. He'd open the hood. He'd grab the jar. I'd open up the 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 oil filler on the cap. Pour the oil We'd back in. <laughs> pour the oil back in. Put it back together again, and hit the road. We had our pit stops, our side of the road pit stops, down to about a minute apiece. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious! Every 50 miles, and that made the event for us. And we still, to this day, laugh about that. Oh, and that wow. was really kind of a kind of a, a game changer on, on how we approached our event. Oh, what a great story. And what fun uh, with great people, great car, great guys, great cars. Well, maybe a great car, kind of a fun car <laughs> in the California. <laughs> Oh, hey, it made it start to finish. Well, yeah, there you go. I'll bet you there was some much more fancy, expensive cars that didn't. So, uh, yeah, you were there. Well, you've taken us on a wonderful ride. I could talk with you forever. And Wayne was right. I'm so glad he connected it. Connected it connected us together today. Wayne Craig, of course, my guest yesterday, and he's been a previous guest on the show. So, thank you, Wayne, for connecting me with another cool car guy. Before I let you go. Could you share maybe a mantra, words of wisdom, advice when it comes to cars or life with us? You know what? Again, going back to Jimmy Buffett's mantra of want what you have and don't overextend yourself, but no matter what, have fun with what you're doing. And damn it, don't take yourself too seriously. Oh, wonderful. (laughs) I love it. Listeners, you should attend the Ironstone Concord Elegance. You can buy tickets in advance or at the gate. Just go to ironstoneconcord.org. This is a wonderful event. It's laid back. It's fun. There'll be people like Dick there that you can talk with for hours about cars. Uh, Wayne Craig and all the wonderful people at this event. It's so much fun. Get out. It's time to get out and do some things again. Dick, thank you for being so generous today with your time and expertise and for sharing just a few of your many stories i got to have you back on the show until you and i talk again my friend i'll see you at the ironstone concord elegance thank you mark you're welcome this was fun how did you discover your path to a fulfilling life too many young people flounder in finding an education and a career that fits but for those who have a passion for cars trucks and motorcycles and who love working with their hands, problem-solving, and fixing things, a career as a professional auto technician is incredibly rewarding. Cars Yeah! is pleased to team up with TechForce Foundation, our charity of choice in bringing scholarships, technical education, and hands-on experience to young people so they can discover a possible future. Join me and lend your support by visiting techforce.org today. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah! Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. 
Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!